Hey guys, I'm Meredith Baker reporting for On the Map, Off the Radar, and today we have my friend Kamyar from Migration Studies here to talk to us about the migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. About 75% of all migrant deaths occur in the Mediterranean, and it's expected that this year 200,000 migrants fleeing from countries such as Syria, Mali, Eritrea, and Libya are expected to make this dangerous journey across the Mediterranean. So Kamyar, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Meredith. And could you just begin to kind of unpack the issue of what's going on right now and also maybe starting with the rescue missions? Sure, sure. I think the migrant um, issue off the coast of the EU states has been on the public consciousness recently because of primarily a lot of the deaths we're seeing, the very tragic deaths we're seeing in the news, and of course because of funding issues with some of these rescue operations. So if we first look to the uh, legal frameworks and the human rights frameworks binding the EU states, we know that especially when it comes to international maritime law, these states should be saving these people who are stranded at sea. That's not a question. But more so the issue is, is there the public will, is there the government funding to actually lead these rescue missions? One of the most prominent missions, the Mare Nostrum, was being conducted by the Italian government. They actually had to stop the program because of a lack of funding from northern European states. So the question is, how do we go about funding these, mig funding these issues to help migrants? And at the same time, is there actually an obligation for these issues to continue, or are these encouraging more migrants? Of course, that second thing is something that is probably a bit more complicated than it seems. Right, and you were saying rather than focusing on what to be done when rescuing them to also consider why they're migrating in the first place. Exactly. Unfortunately, we have this narrative in the public consciousness right now that it's these rescue missions that are actually encouraging migrants to come. But what we actually know from studying migration, especially for the last few decades with the rise of this kind of EU system and the Schengen visa system, people, if they have to leave, they find a way to leave. And we know a lot of these asylum seekers are coming from countries with legitimate issues in terms of human rights. Syria, Libya, the list goes on and on. But unfortunately, as the borders have been closing and it's been harder to find a legal way to come to a safe country, especially the states in the EU, people are resorted to these other measures and these other routes, specifically taking these boats across the Mediterranean. And Italy has recently said, you know, we're taking in all of these migrants. We can't financially bear all of the responsibility. What is the role of other European countries to do in this situation? See, the term that gets thrown around a lot, it's when it comes to EU government's issues, is this idea of burden sharing. So it's the idea that first migrants, refugees are a sort of burden, which might not necessarily be the case, but more so that states should supposedly be helping each other when it comes to funding and dealing with people coming in. Because as we know, people are more likely to enter through a state like Italy or Greece rather than make it straight to the northern European states. Unfortunately, what we're seeing at the policy level in the debates between the European states is nothing new. Promises for more resources and sharing this so-called burden, but not much in terms of new approaches to the issue. So we'll have to wait and see in terms of what new developments might come out. And this past week especially, there have been talks in the EU about um, quotas for each country. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? The quota issue has come up a little bit, but I think what's interesting about these debates, it shows how new all these um, policy instruments are. Even the EU organization Frontex that's supposed to be doing the security and the border work for the EU is kind of a new invention that has a relatively short history. So we're at a time right now where, in terms of policy, almost anything could develop, but unfortunately it looks like things will stay the same for a while. Well, Kamir, this has been so fascinating. Thank you so much for shedding a new perspective on um, the migration debate and crisis. And 
I look forward to speaking with you more about this in future episodes of On the Map, Off the Radar, because there's just no way we can cover everything in one episode. Thanks so much for watching, guys.